0: Welcome to the gab. This is gab. Yeah. They should have never gave you platform. Ooh, y'all see the giggers? Uh, you know the Harlem shake? I call this the Oakland shuffle. <laughs> What's good with y'all out there? This is another episode of the gab. I'm your host, Kamal. Hey, give yourself a goddamn hand clap. I got the best audience out there. You feel me? Yeah. Kids learning and shit. You feel me? Hey, I appreciate all y'all. From the ugly, to the beautiful, to the in-betweeners. Hey, man. I like to thank my sponsors, First Place Losers. The link to the shop gonna be in the description below. (laughs) Y'all go check out the garments. For my tubers out there. YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But I do need to tell y'all to sub and share. Sub and share for your boy. For my potters out there, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts, and I'm on SoundCloud. On all those platforms, all you got to do is type in either Kamal Johnson or Upton. ENT or the Gab and I'll pop right up. BOW! Ooers! Alright. Y'all know the format of the show? So let's just hop right into it. We gotta talk about these goddamn <sighs> no knock raids. Yo, quite honestly, as a black person, I'm tired of this shit. We are tired of these goddamn no knock raids. This shit is very dangerous, and to me, personally, it feels unconstitutional. Like, God damn. It's just like, bruh, I'm going to tell you the sources I get give, them give early, look here. From life, I see it. Social medias, all type of articles. And I read a more detailed version of the shit in the Washington Post. We are tired of these goddamn no-knock raids. Like, goodness, bro. Essentially, what a no-knock uh, raid is is basically a, is a no-knock warrant, and it's just exactly what it sounds like. They have a warrant for somebody to arrest, and they don't need to knock on the door to go into the spot. Just bow, kick the <laughs> door in, or they had that big ass metal. Look like a log thing. And BOW! Right into the goddamn door. Like what do they expect people to do? Jesus Christ. Like you just walk f- around and bust into somebody's house without them knowing. You unannounced. And they said it too. Like in a search warrant, police has to announce themselves. With no knock warrants, they don't have to do it. When people are in, feel like they are in danger, if they got the strap, you think they gonna pull it out, they probably think somebody robbing them or something. Or run and these niggas shooting and shit. Offers come in, bah, bah, gah, gah, gah. they ain't saying shit, they ain't announcing themselves. They come in, bow, where the drugs at? Where the heroin? Where the coat? That shit is terrifying, bro. Message! That is terrifying. But like certain fing no knocks warrants, like in Houston, which led to A man and woman getting killed for our officers getting popped. And for what? They didn't even, there was no evidence of any drugs in there. They didn't find the heroin that they said that they had. And what happened was these things called CIs, confidential informants. The officer said, oh, he actually fabricated a CI. He just made up a confidential informant that said that it had heroin in that house. These officers be making up shit. Message lying to the judge and a judge instead of them going carefully and reading the f-ing review of somebody wanting the warrant, they just believe the, the merit of the f-ing officer. That's because they be knowing each other and they have relationships. But instead of them doing a due diligence and a motherfucking job, they just be like, "What you say?" You said your CI said that they selling they selling uh, meth out in that house over there. They selling heroin out that house over there. They be like this. All right, go ahead, kick the f- door down. It's all good. And man, it, they said it's so easy for these niggas to f- just get these motherfucking warrants and shit. They damn near be f- asking G's and googling shit like officer like how how to write up a no-knock warrant on Google and it pop up. Jesus Christ. Shit is bullshit, bro. Man, didn't find nothing And the officer fabricated this shit. I didn't see nothing in there where the officer got in trouble for that shit. Message. Left the man and the woman dead. And in the article, they, they, they were like a white man. Also. What really starts stirring up the pot was in 2019 when RP Brianna Taylor when she uh when she got killed because of a no knock motherfucking warrant off her ex boyfriend that didn't live there. And that's because these motherfuckers are not doing their homework. The officers are <laughs> bullshitting and lying. The judges ain't taking a time out they motherfucking day and doing their goddamn due diligence and reviewing this shit and making sure that an inno- in- uh, innocent civilian ain't getting killed behind this bullshit. We gotta get rid of this shit, bruh. Amir Locke. Another motherfucker got killed. R.I.P. to Amir Locke because of a goddamn no-knock warrant. God damn, these shits is bullshit. Oh my God, bruh. Man. I personally think that no-knock warrants are unconstitutional. And the way that is perceived and how they're executed is people are not taking the the time to really go over this shit. And... It is also f-ing known that black and Hispanic people are more likely targeted when it comes to no knock warrants. Message! And I already explain how dangerous this shit is. God damn! Tired of this shit. F, bruh. I, I guarantee Judge Joe Brown or Judge Judy wouldn't. Issue you no, know, no knock warrant. What? Well, maybe Judge Judy would. <laughs> she might. I don't f- know. God damn! But at the end of the day, look it. no knock warrants are dangerous for everybody—from the f- officers to the goddamn innocent civilians, even to the criminals that they trying to f- catch. The shit is a load. Of bullshit. And we having a lot of our. Black and brown brothers and sisters. Getting killed. Off of no knock warrants. And personally. I am tired of the shit. Tired of reading about this shit. I'm tired of hearing about this shit. I'm tired of looking at. One of a. Another of our black brothers and sisters that's f-ing innocent getting f-ing murdered. Yes, I said it, murdered in cold, f***ing blood because of a no-knock warrant. Are these niggas act surprised that if somebody do have a a strap in their house to protect themselves and they end up popping some cops because they didn't know they were cops because the motherfuckers bust through the goddamn door without announcing themselves and that person thinking they in danger. They thinking they getting robbed. What you gonna think in your motherfucking brain is somebody just busts through your door without announcing themselves? You gonna think that motherfucking intruder. And what's the <laughs> American way? Protect yourself by any means necessary. No, I don't think that's American way. I think Malcolm X said that shit. <laughs> but we know how it is, how Americans be trying to protect themselves at all costs, no matter the fuck what. Man, look at man, when it comes to these no-knock warrants, I personally say you should get rid of them, but at this point, I don't think that's possible. So, if they're not going to get rid of no-knock warrants, this leads back to the, the whole thing of us saying that we have to screen police officers better, or people that we have in the judicial system better. Because not only the police, it's also the judges that issue out these no-knock warrants. Message! And yes, there's an undertone lying of racism. That nigga always lurking around. Well, then I'm gonna beat that nigga ass. I'm gonna beat racism. I'm gonna whoop the fuck out of racism, man. I'm gonna backhand and slap the dog goddamn shit out that nigga. Jesus Christ. My bad, yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to tone it down. NNCI's confidential informants. A lot of times them motherfuckers either lying or they don't even exist. Officers lie too. We have to remember people. These motherfuckers are humans too. We have good motherfucking humans and we have terrible (laughs) Bro, end of the day man, I don't want to see no more no knock warrants. Too many of too many of our black brothers and sisters are getting killed off this f- nonsense. And I'm tired of this shit, all right? Get the, get the get f- out of here, no knock warrants. Go, go suck a bag of f- dicks. <laughs> anyway, all right, we about to get into the next segment. And you know what segment we about to get into? We about to get into the SAS segment. And I had to talk about this right here. Mmm. Super pumped. The battle for Uber on Showtime. And, uh, you all know I'm a stat teacher. So let me, uh, let me give the statistics first. And by the way, this came out February 27th. One at, one at two. All right, so let me give you the stats. IMDb gave it a 7.2. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 58%. And you know what? I agree with these goddamn critics. Man, so with that being said, frick them. And the people gave it a 49%. You know what? Y'all all all get motherfucking hand claps. Y'all get the goddamn clap. (laughs) Yeah! Cause I'm gonna tell you right now, first couple episodes are pretty good, then after that, I don't know if they switched writers or they just was like, this shit, we don't care no more. It got lack <laughs> luster. Oh my god, bruh. It was just getting to a whole cluster of shit. And I was just like, bruh. I kept watching it because like, that's how I even when I watch bad movies or bad shows and shit. Like, I just get really enthralled in it. And I'm like, bruh, I gotta finish this shit. Even though it's terrible. Like, and this how this show was. It was like, it was really good at first. They had great actors. Um... Like I said, the d- directing was pretty good, too. Storyline! After a while, if the storyline is f-ing poo, then everything else just goes out the window. Unless they just immaculate with the goddamn directing and acting. And like I said, there's some dope actors in here, you feel know me? They had Thurman, they had Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you feel me? They even had Kyle Chandler. You know, Joseph Gordon levitt he was Travis Kalanak, and he was the CEO of Uber. And uh, that motherfucker was a fing. God damn. You know, he was going through some shit, he was a f***ing asshole. And Umar Thurman was Ariana Huffington, you know, from the Huffington Post. And she was like very sauce, soft and like very like zen and was helping out this nigga Travis, but man. Then you, Kyle Chandler, he was Bill Gurley. He was, like, the investor and the CEO and was, like, you know, trying to help out Travis and shit. But Travis was on his own shit. And then they get, like... All right, before I get into the dirty details, basically, this is showing the the rise and the fall of the CEO of Uber. And as you know, Uber still exists. So, a company could be incredible And the CEO could be terrible. trash. So, this is basically, uh, you know, off the uh, book created by Mike Isaac. And like I said, it was the rise and fall of the CEO, Travis Kalanick. And, yeah, American Anthology. Well, like I said, he was a terrible CEO. The company of Uber, like, really got exposed. It was really a great business model because it was just basically trying to knock out the... Uh, cab industry, or they call it the ride share industry, and he was trying to take over and, I don't lie, man, them goddamn cab, cabbies, bruh, yo on my motherfucking nerves when I used to have to take cabs. They were rude. I seen them sometimes, they go, remember when you took the cab and they start the meeting and you didn't even move yet? And I'll be looking at them with them like, how'd that shit go from $2 to $5 in a matter of two minutes? What? Huh? Huh? <laughs> like, how does that happen, bruh? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, nigga, we went two blocks, bro. how to jump $3? Get it. Man, I see how Uber doing this shit now. They try to do, they try to say it's a, a surge. Surge charges. $5 surge charge. Get the out of here with that bullshit. But, get yeah, it started in San Francisco and shit. In the Silicon Valley area. And... Actually, San Francisco and Silicon Valley not in the same area. Most of the rise here that they were showing in this was in San Francisco, but where most of the business was happening in Silicon Valley. Alright? But he was going through troubles with them and trying to get permits and like legislative and all the, the rules and politics. He even had run ins with Gore uh what's the nigga? It? it wasn't Steve Jobs, it was uh he never met Steve Jobs, or they they didn't show him meeting Steve Jobs, but he met the part, the owner of Google, and them niggas kind of clashed, and then he was kind of clashing with uh, Apple and shit, because they were talking about, we're not about to have your goddamn app on the goddamn uh, uh, Apple store, because we hearing about your company, and you not only you disrespecting minorities, but you disrespecting women like a motherfucker. And it's true, like it was so much sexual harassment going on, and he didn't give a f- about the goddamn employees except his own little close knit team, and like he got caught up one with a driver, and they sold the driver dreams though. They basically was like, "Come over to us, f- being a cab driver. Come over to us. We'll give you stock. We'll give you stock options, and you know we'll give you this, but you have to buy this type of car." And a lot of them got shitted on because they just got left in a bad deal and got left the car payments of like limousine or them, you know, them cars and Buick looking type cars or it look like presidential shit. Yeah, they got stuck with the payment of that. So, and one of the drivers had him on videotape talking about, it ain't my fault, it's you niggas fault. Y'all should have read the fine print. Who the read the fine print, nigga? Only fine we concerned about is beauty, not print. But hey, lesson learned. Hey, start reading that fine print out there. And if you don't know the jargon or to read it, hey man, we all all of us got a homie, or at least a homie of a homie, that's a lawyer or something. Come on, man. Let's do our due diligence, you feel me? You see how they do us out here. And why I'm saying us, because the motherfucker was a minority, that he's <laughs> over. He was like a uh, this nigga was from like Palestine or Arabic or something, you know what I mean? But yeah, bro, he was like, bro, that's y'all shit. Then this nigga travels f- up relationship wise, too. He left the older Asian chick, which had his back, was helping him out, and he always would call when he was in the body, like, oh my god, bro, I don't know want to talk to him. I need you. And she was always there for him, but at the end of the day, she was like, you know what, nigga. I can't f*** with you like that because you left me for a younger Asian chick. That's exactly what he did. He was always looking for the next best thing. And now it's his damn downfall. God damn it, Travis. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, bruh. Always looking for the next best thing. Just how it is. Come on. America, this is how we are. We always looking for the next best thing, and it can be detrimental. And that's basically what's happening, bro. And then he starts like cheat, like treating his goddamn new girlfriend like shit too. He was always focused on the mission, and he wasn't really, really focused on people. And that was a message in itself. Trying to be a boss, trying to be a CEO. People over profits. That's how you get your motherfucking business longevity. Message. But most niggas don't do that, and that's what we saw in this. And but he was going through shit too. Like his his uh, his mom died from like a boat accident. With his dad's dad was in like urgent care on life support and shit. He didn't really have a great relationship with his brother. They were butt heads and shit. And, like, one of his, um, uh, one of his, uh, like, best friends and then also his colleague that Bill Gurley brought in, that nigga backstabbed him. Them niggas was talking too much in meetings. Uh, reporters were them him over because they were saying shit like, oh, this is gonna be, what's that reporter lingo they say? This is off the books. It's never off the books. It's always on the books. No matter what you say, it's always gonna be on the books. Message. Both Travis and that other nigga was talking way too goddamn much. Jesus Christ! I said he was—he was, he created too many enemies, in my opinion. He had too many enemies, and his sword game wasn't good enough. <laughs> Essentially, you gotta be able to be like had that long-term money before you could be like you to people and that's how he was and it's like i like Bert energy that's why they call it super pump because nigga was always amp let's get it yeah but at some point you gotta tone it down because not a sports team i'm sorry that's great that's great for sports he brought that sports mentality to a ride share business but at the end of the day Most people ain't going to like that. They not built for the sports-type environment. So, and, like I said, he he really wasn't listening to people, too. Like, people were trying to give him advice and be like, tell him, you might need to chill out. You're doing a lot. A lot going on with your company. A lot of sexual harassment, allegation. And then when, like, when he lost Ariana Huffington, when she started having people come in, And they were talking about all the sexual allegations and what was going on and discrimination. And then she saw the one chick that was like down for Travis for the longest. And Travis kind of booed her. She had enough. Had enough. And was just like, you know what? You got to step down. CEO, you can't be part of the company. And Travis was basically like, I can't do this. This shit is a part of me. This is my (laughs) f***ing life end of the day, still gave that nigga severance package. Like, you gotta go. Because Uber was a company that wasn't gonna fail, but they were losing so much profit because of this nigga, he had to go. He had to be in the background. He wasn't... He just wasn't listening. They kind of just cut him off, and... Yeah! That's the end! <laughs> That's the end of the damn series. I'm telling you, bro, like, the beginning was good, but at the end, it was such lackluster. I don't know if the, the writers were getting tired of this. Damn, the company of Uber, they were like, I'm tired of writing about this shit. This nigga's an asshole. He treating his employees like shit. And the employees there that doing great productive work, them niggas was assholes too. All types of sexual allegations and sexual harassments and mistreating other motherfucking workers, especially minorities. I'm telling, you, bro. Uber. Start made me think. Damn, I should take more Lyft. <laughs> I like damn. I was <laughs> part of the goddamn problem. So many Uber rides that I pushed on my app. I should have been going with Lyft. You know why they call it Lyft? Because they will lift your spirits. Unlike Uber. They're just Uber about the money and the profits. (sighs) Man. But yeah, that was basically it. Oh. And a doozy right here. This made me think, like, end of the day. I don't know. I mean, it was fed up. You know, his mom died and all that shit, and he was going through or losing his company all at once. It was all hitting him. You know the old saying, when it rains, it pours. Well, it was pouring on this nigga's head. But I can't feel too sorry for these niggas. Because even though him and Bill Gurley lost the seats and stuff for Uber and stuff like that, if this a L, this the type of L that I want. These motherfuckers became billionaires after this. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Nairs. Their L, L, see that? Their L was a Billy. What? God damn. Wow. Wow. Like 5.2 billion for f***ing Travis Kalanick. And then Bill Gurley went out with like, I think 3 or 4 billion. Oh, some my shit God. like that. Ariana Huffington, they didn't even announce her f- payment. She probably had buku bucks. She probably got paid the most. Everybody in that company and they showed off that show, they all walked off with billions. Or hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of millions. Damn. They still walked off f- good at the end of the day. And that was their L. When the other motherfucking employees that were driving and riding for them, their L's were Losing their homes. Couldn't pay their bills. Even lost a car that they were leasing. See the difference of their L's? The common people L compared to them rich, greedy bastards L. Bro. Man. But yeah, man. Hey, I am. Look it. If y'all would have just kept it how the first three episodes were and kept that writing with that suspense and kind of. I have get y'all hand clasped, but you know what? Y'all get f***ed <laughs> But like I say, man, look it, man. That was a super pumped! The Battle of Uber on Showtime. Like I say, I don't deter you or encourage you to watch these movies, these shows, or these albums that I review. Do what the hell you want. I'm just giving you my opinion on it. And like I say, shit was fucking poo, <laughs> Yeah, I see why they were super pumped. Shit, super pumped to become <laughs> billionaires after all the fuck shit they did. Damn. Super pumped. Travis Kalina dick. Because <laughs> he was a poor. dick. Fuck that guy. Alright, y'all know what time it is. It is Meantime. time, and I got some juicy memes for y'all. All right, bro. So, you know, first topic we talked about, we talked about the no-knock warrants, and that shit shouldn't be no more. <laughs> Bullshit. But I did find a meme that was kind of funny, <laughs> that goes on, with it. And they got the SWAT team, of police, breaking a goddamn glass door, just got, glass go, shattered the shit. And it reads. Trick-or-treat, redressed as terrorist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Terror- yeah, nigga, these niggas are f- terrorists, bro. What the f***? God damn. Damn, they be coming in. They don't even say nothing. They just come in with the. That's what they do first. They don't announce themselves. They come in bussing. God damn. I had that. That was kind of funny, though. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they are <laughs> giggity, man. All right, all right. So we know we did, you know, Uber. We talked about Super Punk and the rise and the fall of the CEO, Trevor Kalanaki. All right, <laughs> his name is, and we all done did the Uber app, and this done happened to me before, and I know it done happened to you out there. So it has the Uber app and it has, you know, the car where it usually show you your driver and where it's at. And somehow the driver name is Denish, And somehow Danish is in the middle of the ocean. What? How the f- did they get there? I don't the f- know, but it shows them in the middle of water. And it reads, I think my Uber driver is in trouble. And the text reads, you good? Hi, on way, see, that's how you knew it was because f- they didn't say hi. I'm on the way. It says hi on way. All right. So I think they're saying they hi on way. <laughs> and it says am hey, lost. And then it reads for another person. How did this happen, Denise? <laughs> and for real, bruh, I done had it where a couple of times where the driver and it shows the driver in like in the body of the water, and you like, yo, how did this happen? Oh. Oh God. how are you in the middle of the goddamn ocean you should you should be drowning what the f- how are you able to text <laughs> deal this bet ba- is a glitch in the app though but also these motherfuckers do this shit Cause they're gonna cancel their walk their the ride so they can get that easy $5. Yeah, you thought you thought I didn't know that trick out there, drivers. You thought I didn't know, but god damn it, I done Uber before and I knew the ins and outs of the shit, okay? Damn. <laughs> but I hope the niche is okay, because it looked like they in, in the body of water drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I had to get another Uber meme for y'all because I saw this, and this shit was hilarious. And. It has a cat in one of those, uh, those little driver, little kid car things or whatever. And the cat rolling. And they got not only the Uber, but they got the lipstick stick on there too. Oh, so y'all y'all switch your sides, huh? Y'all double dipping. Cat out here double dipping. You got to choose a side, player. Can't be double dipping. All right? <laughs> and it reads, hey, it's your Uber driver here am outside. It's <laughs> <the> terrible English, <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this is how they be texting. You be like, what are you the f- <laughs> you saying? But it makes sense because they, be te- they be picking up a lot of drunk and high motherfuckers and them niggas ain't texting good either. They be like, outside here. You be like, here? mean, hmm. Outside, question mark. Where are you at or where? <laughs> like, nigga. <laughs> Yeah, they texting like a cat. That's what it is. They everybody texting like a cat. This how text. this is our cat text. Appreciate y'all. If y'all watching or listening, I got the best audience out there. You feel me? Got the kids watching, they learning. Give yourself a goddamn hand clap. Y'all the best out there, and my audience, y'all starting to uh, interact more. You feel me? I appreciate it. From the positive to the negative comments, I don't give a damn. I just love y'all interacting. Mmm. Thank you. I'm your host, Kamal. Once again. It's another episode of The Gap. i like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop gonna be in the description below. Y'all go check out the garments. Feels so soft on the skin. Oh. (laughs) For my tubers out there, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But I do need to tell y'all to SUB and SHARE. Sub and share for your boy. For my potters, though. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts. And I'm on SoundCloud. All you got to do is type in The Gap or Kamal Johnson e Bam! And I pop right up. Man. On that note, I'm out of here. Peace out, y'all. Hey, Amen. I don't have to stop taking Uber and take Lyft, man. Cause uh, Uber a wild company. I ain't even had no f-ing idea. This was good. This was good. Ooh yeah.